How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on? We're doing the news, man. Well, do it. Well, there's been all this talk. Dirty son of a bitch. Yeah, don't call me that. Why? No, I'm just kidding. I like it. You know, I like it. This uh, last week, there's been so much talk about banks because of uh, Silicon Valley Bank and then whatever the hell that other bank was that uh, went under. What was the bank that failed right after Silicon Valley Bank got bailed out? Oh, um, was uh, it? I don't remember. I always want to say standard something, but then it's not. Then there's all this talk about, you know, is there a run on the banks? Every time I turn on the TV, mm-hmm. like, is there a run on the banks? No, the banks are fine. And all the uh, federal officials like, we want you to know your money's secure. And, of course, a lot of debates about this, you know, why are we bailing out banks? And then Biden saying it's not a bailout. Well, anyway, now this bank, First Republic, is in trouble, okay, because apparently there is some sort of, um, I mean, it sounds like they're saying there was some sort of run on at least this bank. So they started to have problems, but... I saw that congressman, like, out of, it might have been on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and I don't even know what state he is, and I should have, but the way... He just did like a minute and a half and just oh. explained it. And I was like, oh. I saw the, that. The, like, he was really good, right? Yeah, I was yeah. like, you know what? I, I don't know if he was a Republican or a Democrat. I'm like, you know what? I vote for that guy. He, does he wasn't like a lot candy of, uh, coating. He wasn't lying was talking, about it. Talking about the SVB he does like bailout? TikToks or Instagram reels where he just like sits down and says, like, all right, here's my first week in Congress. Here's what I did. You know, here's yeah. what I know. He was really good. He, and he, he explains was, it really well. He's he was great. talking about Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah, and uh, he was saying that the problem was that, you know, it wouldn't hurt investors. But the, one of the problems was that the Silicon Valley Bank had taken – <laughs> a lot of money who people who had deposited more than the $250,000 FDIC insured, and that was a big problem. With every bank. It's they couldn't huge... cover it. Right. So, the, you know, there's these sweep accounts, but banks don't want you to use them in a sweep account. If we had, you know, Lazo, maybe you do, you got more than $250,000. If you go to put $300,000 in the bank, the bank probably isn't going to recommend a sweep account because they want you to put as much money in their bank. Sure. And, they'll t- and if you say, like, hey, I should do- set up a sweep account – They'll tell you every time, oh, we're safe. We've been around for 84 years. you got nothing to worry about. But then you go, no, set up the sweep account. So you don't have to pay for it. Even if you have to do payroll for your business with it, what it does is it moves that money around to different banks, different accounts, mm-hmm. so that you can have it insured, so that you right. don't have more than the insured amount. Seems to me like rich people who have the amount of money that some of these Silicon Valley uh, you know, tech people have would know that. 
uh, and that the, you know they'd be aware of that. But I don't know, maybe not. So yeah, in this instance, the the uh, FDIC or the government said we're going to insure you for all your money instead of the two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and that's the big debate. You know, should they have done that? Should they not have done that? They said if we didn't do it, there was going to be a run on the banks, and it could have. We could have had a serious financial crisis on our hands. And so now the big thing is there, there, there's no run of the banks. Everything's OK. Calm down. But then First Republic starts to see, I guess, uh, some sort of uh, you know, unease with their depositors. So in apparently an unprecedented move, instead of the government coming in this time for First, uh, or First Republic, instead of the government coming in, other banks were like, look, we're – after seeing what the government did with SVB, this is my very rudimentary understanding of this, like we're confident, so we'll give you the money. Mm-hmm. So these other banks are like, hey, we'll rescue you instead of making the government because we're, we're fine and we're, we're confident we're going to be like fine. Just, the goose, good for the game. Yeah, yeah, we'll be all Days right. Days after two banks suddenly collapsed, signs of cracks emerged at San Francisco-based First Republic. The bank was bleeding funds as worried customers rushed to pull their money out. But in an unprecedented move, 11 of the nation's largest banks decided to pump funds in, saying the $30 billion rescue plan, quote, reflects their confidence in First Republic and in banks of all sizes. Americans can feel confident that their deposits will be there when they need them. That was my mom. I just called her to get her take on That's it. Good, yeah. It says J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, Bank of America, and Wells Fargo will each contribute five billion. Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley will deposit about two and a half billion each, according to the news release. So you know, banks bailing out banks. Uh, that seems I, I, I don't know for the people who, for, for the people who are mad that they're saying it's not a bailout and like it is a bailout, or maybe they're even mad that they did it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different opinions about. Well, I know SVB like for things. investors and stuff, they didn't get anything like we did the last time. That didn't happen. And Biden even said, hey, I'm not helping out. The people who are invested in this bank, that's not right, it. The you invested in it, and it depositors. didn't work. That's how capitalism works. It's right. The, it's so the, the depositors. depositors. And that's right. how he's spending it as so it's not a bailout. Right. Because well, it's deposit- not a bailout. Because the depositors are uh, the ones that are they're being insured anyway. Right. right. But they're only insured to 250 and they said, right. we're going to go ahead and give you all your money back. Right. Even though, you know, you did put more than $250,000 right. yeah. in an account, which is supposed to be a risk. Now, in France, boy, in France, you know, they, they are... Uh, they're very set in their ways, and they're very proud to be French. That's something about French people. And they, they don't By the like- way, and I don't want to ask you anything, but isn't that what the Federal Reserve's for? For what? Well, you know what? I'm just going to make myself sound stupid. If you're asking I me about I thought, the like, at the Reserve. end of the night, right, mm-hmm. you, in a very rudimentary way, you put $5 in the bank, right? Mm-hmm. They invest $5. So they're investing your money, making money off your money. That's what a bank does, mm-hmm. right? And at the end of the night, they got to even up that cash till, just like a Little Caesars pizzeria, right? And if they don't, if they're five bucks short on the drawer, they have to get that from the Federal Reserve. That's what the Federal Reserve is for, I thought. That I don't know. If they're short on cash, then if they're got short a on it, then they have to. They get that money and pay the interest on it to the Federal Reserve. I don't know. That's, exactly well, then what works. else does the Federal Reserve do? But raising, you know what? I raising don't know. interest rates and controlling all that that's stuff. That's how they know, do it. If everybody's short, I know that with uh, SVB, the problem was uh, basically all of their money. You know, you watched the Big Short or read the book or whatever, and it talked about what happened in the '08 collapse when the housing market caused the big financial uh, collapse, and that all these really bad mortgages were being sold as like, hey, these are AAA backed secured investments, mm-hmm. even though the banks knew they were junk because people weren't going to be able to afford these the these prime mortgages. Yeah, and their, their their rates were about to go up, and they knew they were going to get foreclosed, and so they're just unloading all this bad uh, and, and bad investments, calling them good investments with SVB. 
all of their money were in these 10-year treasuries, mm-hmm. which is a good investment. The Usually. problem is you need to diversify a little bit because you got to wait 10 years. So, sure, in 10 years, you know, America, people trust uh, America. That's why so many countries still uh, invest in America and are willing to take on American debt because they're confident that America will pay them back. So the, the treasuries themselves, everything I heard was that's a good investment, but you have to have other things because then when people come to get the money and you're like, oh, well – you know, we got to wait 10 years for this thing mm-hmm. to, and the interest rates were going up right as they were doing mm-hmm. this. So it was just a, you know, they said it wasn't fraudulent and I get that they're saying like, maybe it was just bad banking. But the part that I don't understand and it's not fraudulent is that if I understood it correctly, they were saying that the bank was pretending like basically the amount of money they had was the amount of money they would have in 10 years after these bonds matured, which is a, that, to me, sounds a little fraudulent. If you say, how much money do you have at your disposal? You right. say, this is how much. But you're talking about money that you don't actually have, but you'll have in 10 years. Uh, that's, I guess, maybe not fraud, misleading. So in France, uh, the retirement age, I think, is 62. Now, Macron apparently is not a very popular president over there. I didn't know that until seeing the news last night and this morning. But um, there's been this push in France. They want, they've got problems with pensions, you know, money issues. And so they want to raise the retirement age a couple of years. Now, it's very unpopular with the people of France. And the uh, president himself has said, I'll never do that. But then, of all people, he ends up doing it by himself without <laughs> any help from basically whatever their version of Congress is. He comes in and uses what in America would be, we just call an executive, executive order. order. Yeah, they have a different name for it. And, and they say that this uh, law that is the executive order in France has always been kind of unpopular and, and the reasons it was created. But he did this yesterday, just boom, out of nowhere. He raised the retirement age two years and people in France said, don't like it, went out and they just started lighting stuff on fire. Ooh. And I mean, if you go online, you can see pictures of people walking down the streets. Cars on fire, businesses on fire, they're not happy. Violent protests broke out in Paris yesterday over changes to the government's pension plan that will raise the retirement age by two years to 64. Police fired tear gas at protesters after some 7,000 people gathered to rally against the changes. Earlier, France's prime minister pushed the bill through the National Assembly without a vote using a special constitution clause. so dumb. What? Officials say the change is essential to Look, ensure that it. the pension system there does not go bust. I get it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Social Security is a real pain in the ass, and we borrow from it for everything, right? And yeah. uh, we're in debt. Everybody's in debt. I get it. Nobody wants to work till they're 64, right? We mm-hmm. paid money in. We're like, we get it at this date. You give it to us. It's my money, and you took it from me. You can't tell me that you're going to give it to me at a later date. If I did that to you... Uh, you'd give me a 500 credit score. Screw you, right? Everybody gets mad. You got to give to get. That's what I don't understand about politicians. If you said, hey, look, here's the deal, all right? This is going to make everybody sound and fine, okay? You're not getting your Social Security until 64. But you only have to work three days a week. Oh, like people will be like, you got to give something. You can't be like, we're lowering it or raising it. Right. You guys, you know, got to work. If you don't work 40 hours a week, you can't get health care. All these things, right? You got to be like, yo, we're going to do anything over three days a week is overtime, no matter what. But we're raising the retirement retirement age. age. Because people, I get the problem. Like, it's math. And as, as much as I suck at it, people are living longer. That's the problem. So you're not enough right, kids. Not, yeah. Right. So fewer, fewer not enough, kids. And people are living to be 95. So, yeah. so I get it. So you got to raise the – I get that you have to raise the age. I don't love it, but I get it. 
But you got to give me something on the back end for my money. I gave you my money. Yeah. So you got to give me something on the back end. Tell me I don't have to come to work Thursday and Friday for the next 20 years. Yeah. What is the retirement age in the United States? I know it's, they've raised it in my in our lifetimes, right? Uh, retirement. Because when I heard 62, I was like, that sounds young. Retirement age America. Also, I think uh, I was kind of right about the Fed. 67. So it's 67. So, well, it says 67. The current full retirement age we can is get it early, right? For people uh, 2023. So, but don't you, can't you get Medicare like when you're younger than that? Mm-hmm. I know someone who just got Medicare. They were very excited about that. Oh, this says the average U.S. retirement age is 63. Oh, but that's just, I guess, when they're saying people stop working. Full retirement will remain at age 67. Okay. On rare occasions, too many of the bank's customers will withdraw their savings and the bank will need help from another institution to continue operating. So they're saying at the end of the night, they took this money, they invested it, but wow, look at that. Too many people took their money out. We got to run on the bank. We got to yeah. run on the bank. That's called a bank run, right? Mm-hmm. Bank runs can lead to multiple uh, multitude of social and economic problems. The Federal Reserve System was designed as an attempt to prevent or minimize the occurrence of bank runs and act as a lender of last resort when a bank run does occur. So I don't right. really understand what everybody's – that's what right. they did. And it's in a pretty good job. Yes, except right. that they gave over the 250 They gave all their money. Instead of saying – and it is very specific. It but says this we will to, not insure more than 250 That's right. the max. Right, and that's the FDIC, saying, though. Yeah. These, we're just talking about that the Fed, Federal Reserve would bail out that bank. That's what it's designed to do. You have more money out than you have in. Oh. We'll pay that. That's what the Federal is, Reserve does, and you have to FDIC. pay an interest rate on that as a last lender resort. Isn't the, FD, is the, the FDIC, FDIC part in, of the Fed? No, that insures your money. Right. Right. Which but is in a bank. the Federal Reserve will loan the bank money to cover oh, all loan that. Them, loan yes, them money. Yes, right. they loan but the ba- bank money. But bailing them out, it wasn't what it was set up for, right? Because Bailing least, them out, when I, we bailed them out, they didn't have to pay it back. I kept hearing that like TARP was the first time that we did this in such a of big course. way, and now we're bailing out banks all the time, and it, the system wasn't designed to work that way. You need to let some right. of these banks fail, blah, blah, blah. Yes. I just listened to both sides because I don't know, and so I'm interested. I try to make sure I don't listen to right. too much of one person on the left or one person mm-hmm. on the right. Um, but Many economists I, following I Nobel laureate Milton Friedman believe that the Federal Reserve inappropriately refused to lend money to small banks during the bank runs of 1929, and that contributed to the Great Depression. There you go. Well, I know that I watched that show on Netflix. What's that Adam Ruins Everything guy? That now, the other thing that happens is that they say those – that's what kind of confused me is they said those other banks gave them money, right? Yeah. But that's what, they're, that's what they do. They said they've never done – it's unprecedented. They said in an unprecedented move, these they banks gave are, it to are loaning them money. Know. This all sounds weird to me. It's, I mean... So, in the United States, the Federal Reserve serves as the lender of last resort to those institutions that cannot obtain credit elsewhere. So, if I own a bank, right, and mm-hmm. I'm five bucks short, right, mm-hmm. and I say, Snowcone, you own a bank, give me mm-hmm. five bucks, and you're like, no. And I'm like, yo, Slim, give me five bucks, and you're like, 10% interest. Cool. Now, my, I'm clear. I got to give you the 10%, Right. But if you say no too, that's when the Federal Reserve is supposed to jump in and say, "Here's the five bucks. We don't want everybody going bankrupt." That, I think that's how it's supposed to work. But again, I, I got just, a GED. What do I, I know? I just know about. But the everything FDIC that they stuff. said seemed like things that that's how it should be working. I just know about the FDIC stuff. And again, I watched that show on Netflix where he explains stuff. That's basically a kid show for adults because he's like, mm-hmm. "Look, I know you don't know how this mm-hmm. stuff works. I'll explain it." He does an episode about the FDIC and about the Great Depression and about. 
Now, there used to be all these right. runs on the bank, mm-hmm. and it was a problem, and then it would, you know, it spread, and people didn't trust the bank. So they set up the FDIC, and it's so efficient over the years that basically the FDIC, they just when a bank isn't doing well, and they will come in and have a talk with yeah. basically the branch manager and say, listen, your bank is done. Uh, your employees are going to get paid. I'm going to basically be sitting in your office. Uh, everything's your depositors right. are going to be fine, but you know basically you're out of a job, and of either we're closing this bank down or we're, or whatever. We're, we're selling it. Yeah. Now with TARP, they bailed them out. That was bailing out. You well, know, some of the smaller the, banks got closed. Banks. Yeah, I mean, and some of the Bear Stearns went away. Same too, thing right? with nineteen in nineteen twenty nine. So you have the bigger banking systems; they're the ones they say. But like, if it was Snowcone's bank, they're like, yeah, yeah, no. too big to fail. I got you. Systemic, Sorry, buddy. I got systemic. You, which is that was another debate about this SVB exactly. thing. Because, too big to fail because he testified just a couple years exactly. ago. Exactly, we don't need regulations because we're not basically too big to fail. We're exactly. not a systemic bank, so we're not. But then you roll into Snowcone's bank, and you're like, yo. Shut her down, boys. Right. right? And, and that's they the were problem. a huge bank, and it yeah. would cause a triple. You know, of course. I'm sorry, but as a liberal or fairly liberal but guy. But I don't really understand why the regulations. saying this is unprecedented because I really thought that banks lent other banks money every night. I thought that's what happened. Because not everybody can win every night. So I thought if it's first maybe national it's the amount and fifth, of money? third, maybe it's one the of amount? them's under, the other one lends the other one money that night. That's what I thought happened. But maybe I'm just an idiot. It, maybe it's the amount. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe it's just because the total dollar amount was $30 billion. Maybe that's what's unprecedented. I don't know. But I'm sure we have a lot of smart people on Twitch that can explain all this yep. uh, high finance to us. All right, we'll take a break. The Church, the Church of Laszlo. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill the order of hornets. Whoopies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. Everybody good? Never better. All right. You? Good. Ready yeah, I'm great, this? man. I'm ready to do it. Uh, well, uh, basketball, March Madness. Did you ever end up putting any money down? I didn't. I guess it's been quite a, a bracket busting 24 hours. There's been some upsets. I don't know anything about it. Yesterday, you guys told me that somebody upset somebody. Yeah. I already yeah, forgot Virginia. who it was. There was a couple of yeah, them. Yeah, Virginia. And then I guess uh, one of the big ones is Arizona. Princeton, I had them Arizona. the goddamn thing. Oh, no. Princeton in front. With just two minutes remaining, the 15-seed Princeton Tigers grabbed their first lead of the game. The Arizona fans can barely watch. And never looked back, exploding for nine points in a row. Stunning the second-seed University of Arizona for the biggest upset of the first day of the NCAA tournament. Into round two as they upset the number two-seed Wildcats. Well, that, so that's the story I chose of the March Madness stuff. There, uh, there was a lot of talk about bracket busting, Lazo. People's brackets are Man, destroyed. they busted my brackets. Uh, I usually do really good in this, you too. You had Arizona winning the whole thing. I did. Well, that's, uh, that tells me I'm guessing quite a few people did. They must I think been... they said after those two upsets, you know, they always do it like, you know, there's 10% or 20% of them are still good. It's the first time under 1%. After mm. one day? After one day. 0.64% of the brackets are still mm. good. Oh, you know what, Snowcone? I thought of you. Yesterday we were talking about... You're Saint- looking at your iPad? Yeah. We were talking about uh, St. Patrick's Day and uh, how Kansas City, when you moved here, Lazo, people said, you know, it's the second biggest or third biggest sure. uh, parade, and we were looking at the cities that were actually the biggest. Well, guess what? That same website, WalletHub, they sent me, or somebody sent me an article from them talking about the best... Um, towns for college basketball fans. Mm-hmm. Lawrence was number two. So there you go. Yeah, you can say nice. we're the second best town Boom. 
to be What's number account? one? I don't remember. I've got it somewhere. I'll go back and look. Uh, but, North uh, Carolina somewhere? Maybe North Carolina? North Carolina somewhere? Well, like, like where North Carolina is? is? What town is the university in? Duke? I mean, Duke's like 30 miles away. Let me see if I saved this somewhere. It could be like that. I, I did save it. Right? I saved it. I saved it. I can't believe past me without I'm trying Jeremy. to think of something where, Kentucky. don't take this wrong, Lawrence, but something where there's nothing else going on. Yeah. Syracuse? Syracuse. You, right? want me to give like, you, you want me to give you five up to two? So yeah. five is uh, Los Angeles, California. Four mm. is Lexington, Kentucky. There you go. Uh, Lexington. Three is Storrs, uh, Connecticut. Yukon, okay. That, okay. And uh, two is Lawrence, Kansas. It's got to be North Carolina. Is that your final answer? No. Um, somewhere in North Carolina. That's a really good guess, though. Well, do you want to I'm going to say suck a cues. I'll, I'll give you a clue. Number eight on the list is Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Okay. Does that's that help where, at that's all? That's where that's at, yeah. Well, and Duke's like half an hour away yeah. from there, isn't it? Well, it's got its own city. Number one is Durham, North Carolina. There you go. Oh, oh, good job. You, go. you guys got it. Okay, I mean, that was yeah. basically your first guess. Not, did any of us fill out? Well, I guess Lazo had Arizona uh, winning the whole thing, but did you fill out a bracket at no, all, Snowcone? I haven't in a long time. Yeah. You know, they used to do it at work. It was like, you need to do it. Like, this is good team building, which I understand. Yeah. You know, I was like, hey, this is Let's something. Me and my buddies used to do it's a snake important. draft where we eight of us would draft eight teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I like that all. That was a fun way of doing it. I just was always so embarrassed. I used to like the Pepsi game. What's the Pepsi game? When I was a kid, you bought a Pepsi and you unscrewed it. It just gave you a team. Oh, mm. like to win. And it if all? you won it all, then That's like cool. you won like a million dollars or something. I don't know, a hundred thousand, whatever it was. That's cool. But, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that I at all. That's that. weird because I was pretty into Pepsi points and getting yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, stopped like it. Last you know, week, you but were. you would get teams that like weren't even in it. But it, honestly, if it said like you know NCAA and had basketball on it, I probably was like, well, this one's not for me. You know, I would have just right. thought I don't know anything about this. Um, Michael Cohen, he was the old fixer, right? Mm-hmm. He was on Good Morning America with uh, George Stephanopoulos this morning. Um, boy, George, you know, he was, uh, boy, George. He was. Uh, <laughs> to give you a boner just saying it. Holding huh? them accountable. Um, you know, look, Michael Cohen, it, it, for people who didn't like Trump, uh, they didn't like Michael Cohen for a long time. And then Michael Cohen turned on Trump and then writes a book, you know, and then goes to jail. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if that means it automatically. The people who hate but Trump he's like, in that no, documentary like that we watch, which is great. Which the Pepsi one? points. As a matter of fact, it all comes together. No, no, no that's Mike Lavinati. Ah, son of a! <laughs> yeah. oh. Mike Lavinati always hated Trump. Remember, yeah. he was always hated yeah. Trump. Cohen was the fixer. So there's been this back and forth about whether or not they could pursue legal action uh, on Trump. When it comes to this hush money that was paid to Stormy Daniels, I mean, how long has the Stormy Daniels NDA thing been God, being talked about? It's forever. lasted longer than the Russia interference, yeah. I mean, by far, mm-hmm. because they, it, that started, I want to say, before we started talking about the Mueller report. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyhow, Michael Cohen has said, uh, yeah, so this thing's going to go to court. And yes, I will testify against my old boss. Turned out of the investigation to former President Trump. Manhattan prosecutors appear to be on the verge of charging him related to the hush money payment for porn star Stormy Daniels. will be the first time a former president is ever indicted. So you have spent days with prosecutors. Based on all that, are you convinced that an indictment of President Trump is coming? 
are you prepared for cross-examination? Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I talk about, the credibility issue that everybody wants to attack me on. They want to attack me on uh, the five counts of the tax evasion or the misrepresentation well, to the bank. Well, you are a convicted liar. <laughs> like, well, you are a convicted liar. He's like, yeah, but you got to, what, <laughs> what was I lying about? What they caught me lying about was, I said I talked to Trump about this hotel in Moscow uh, seven times, and it turns out that it was 10 times. I mean, come on, that, that's what it was. So anyway, he says, look, um, you know, I've talked about this stuff in my book. I've already been testifying in front of the grand jury. And I, I, I mean, it seems like he doesn't like Trump very much anymore because Trump immediately threw him under the bus, which I'm sure he kind of you had to figure if you work for Trump, even if you like working for Trump, I'm guessing you kind of think, boy, I hope that something doesn't happen, because if it does, I know there's no chance that he's going to be like, yeah, well, you know, we don't work together anymore, but. You know, he, he's a good guy, whatever. We just had a falling out and, uh, you know, right. a difference of opinion. That's, yeah. a, that's not what's going to happen. happen. And it says here that Cohen is a central figure in the investigation. In the final days of the 2016 presidential campaign, he paid $130,000 to adult film star Stormy Daniels for her silence about her alleged affair. I still don't, I Trump. know people are going to say, oh. I know, you're not allowed to say it. But I don't understand what he did wrong. I think it's like, was he using campaign money? Yeah, but right? who cares? No, I get what you're... And you said bo- this before. It's important to the campaign that she not talk like, about hey, this. Hey, right. What are you using campaign money for? Now, if you said... I remember when they were like, you know, Sarah Palin bought $700,000 worth of clothes. Right, but I was I'm like, like, all right, well, that's a bad look. Though. It's a bad but look, it is bad. but and it is and campaign you, money. And you may be able to say, you know what, that's an abuse of campaign money. You may be able to sell me on that. But if you're like, hey, there's this woman who's going to say that you had sex with her... And she's going to out you. Wow, your or wife, to pay. Like, had just given birth. Like, it was right. something like that, yeah. I'm like, well, what else do you use campaign money for? Right. Like, I'm trying to get elected, and this is going to help us get Catch elected. Catch and kill, right? I mean, we should use some campaign money for that. Right, right? of course. Whatever, whatever like, to is. me, I like, okay, I, that doesn't seem to be... No. Oh, like, I know that people have been caught using private jets to go to their kids' baseball games. That's, like, that's not, an abuse. Right, there you go. But if they use that private jet, even if they didn't need it, to go to a campaign rally. Right, okay. exactly. Now, when you start using that campaign money, and it, it's been proven that you funneled that money to pay off your other debts that had nothing to do with your campaign, exactly. that's like a, a bad problem. hotel deal, then that's a problem. But this, but to me, is a little someone to be quiet exactly. so that I can get elected? That's what it should be used for. I, I get what you're saying. I think it's reasonable... To say that, and I would assume that his lawyers, if they admit that this is what it was for, which have they? Has he come out and admitted I that think, they? I think they've admitted at least that the money it. was paid. I believe but, so. But Trump hasn't necessarily said that he had an affair with Stormy Daniels, has he? I don't know. Maybe. Well, no. He had, he had that post on his Truth Social about like this happened oh, that's a long right. Real time recently. ago. That's right. I yeah, forgot like about that. washed up Stormy Daniels. And Stormy yeah. Daniels hot. Well, yeah, you've never seen her. No, uh, just in my head, I can't picture her. To be honest with you. Oh, oh hold on, I'll show it to you right now. She's. She's your type. Yeah. A blonde with big boobs. That's yeah. her in the middle there. You remember uh, her? I mean, she was everywhere for a while, especially when Avenatti was still representing her. She yeah. was on TV a lot. I had never yeah, seen yeah. her as a porn star that I recalled, so I had to go look her up. Like, Did you she, masturbate to her and know that Trump had sex with her? That's a weird thing. Were you I don't able know to do that it? I was thinking about the Trump thing, but I, I, did, I did look her up. Remember that show that uh, Dr. Bert, you like a man. This is where I'm at. A guy, Donald Trump, had There's sex with this there. woman, right. and sort of I have to sit at home alone and masturbate to her. I guess it's sort of like with the uh, Sad, Trump. right? Sad. Yeah. As Trump would say, sad in all capital letters. Very sad. sad. Very, yeah, <laughs> very sad. Like, you think you're funny, Mr. Radio Man, but I had sex with her. You go home and masturbate to her. Right. Uh, sad. It, it, maybe it's something, too, about knowing, oh, that's uh, I've seen that person on the news a lot lately. I've seen her not, you know, reading a script for a, a porn dialogue. You know, Snow Cone likes amateur because it's more real. I, yeah. One of the things well, also I remember. Also, he stars in it a lot. 
And this is probably a little weird, but do you remember? Doc- Not a lot, just you know, a couple times. One time. M- remember one Dr- time? One time. Well, there was two scenes though. Two pictures that I saw. Yeah. More than one okay, scene. Okay. Okay. One day, couple of scenes. Okay. Do you remember when uh, Doctor Second biggest iPad scandal in a relationship ever? By the way, Snow what's the first Cone. one? I don't know, but he's second. I'm <laughs> sure of it. Someone else had a bigger one. I remember Doctor Drew had that show, the rehab show, and yeah, it was like of yeah, celebrity and then, rehab. Then they started bringing in porn stars that were like, "I don't want to be a porn star anymore," or "I'm sad that I was a porn star." There was a couple of porn stars. I didn't really understand exactly uh, what the problem was. They, you know, one of them I think smoked weed. I don't remember what their drugs were, but you know, the the porn stars seemed to get along. And then I remember them talking about. Um, I think one of them still liked doing porn just fine, but the other one was like, I hate that I have to do porn. I was always like, okay, I'm looking this person up. Let me see who this person is. Oh, you like it when they don't like it? You like it that they've been... No, because I'm like, I don't know who these people are, but they say they're porn stars. And the fact that I don't know them, with the amount of porn that I and look at, and the fact that she said I she didn't want to do it anymore, you're like, oh, this. Well, the she's other one said, yeah, I think will. the other one like said it. that she still liked it, but I, I'm trying to remember yeah, why they were on the show. Enough. But whatever, with drugs, we maybe know. some of them were. Uh, oh, you know what, Lazo, you're right. There is some woman that I saw on like a might have been, you know, some news thing, and she mm-hmm. has a she's a former porn star who no, it was a Netflix documentary, I think. Oh, I've seen and that. She yeah. brings in. These former porn know, stars, yeah, and they yeah. go out and tell young women that yeah. it's no good. And I, I didn't know who she was, and I had I to go back and find videos. her old videos, too. Yeah, me too. I was like, man, for someone who doesn't like porn, you made a lot of porn. <laughs> a lot of porn. The Church of Laszlo. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.